Washington Commander fans, what is up, guys? And guess what? That time of the year is finally here. We finally get to do a recap. So you know I had to bring my dog in, Mr. Rio Robinson. But, 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 before I introduce my dog, like I said, it's that time of the year. So before I even let you guys know, I know I've been gone. We had to go on vacation, but the content is coming. We're going to be pushing out a lot of episodes. You know, this is this is two episodes per week time. We're going to be getting recaps. We're going to be getting previews. We're going to be pushing out a lot of content. Um, but without further ado, my dog, Rio Robinson. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. I'm tired, man. I felt like we played in the game today. We was at FedEx lit like it was a playoff implicating regular season game. The atmosphere was amazing. It was hype, man. How you feel? Man, you right. At 10 a.m., we were talking about how beautiful of a day it was. But by the time kickoff hit, you know, we were sitting in that beaming sun. But I'm doing well, man. I, I, would, I would be doing a lot better if the commanders were able to uh, pull out that win. But, you know, it's preseason. So, you know, these games don't technically count. But, you know, a win is a win. It but is. man, uh, I'm 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 getting back in the thick of things, like you said, like I like I was telling you after the game, man. I'm feeling a little washed. I gotta get my act together before the regular <laughs> season. I'm coming home taking naps. I'm like, nah, nah. This 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 something's gotta be done about this. But we got a couple of weeks for me to get acclimated. Oh, uh, yeah. But like I said, it's time. How you feel about football being back, bro? I feel amazing. First of all, if you like, you would be remiss to ignore how much work the people in the building are putting to make the game day experience significantly better at FedEx field. The grass looks phenomenal. That was the most packed preseason game I've seen since RG three versus luck in 2012. And then attendance might have been better today. And that was as much noise I've ever made or seen us all make at a preseason game possibly ever. So what a way to bring in the Commanders era, bro. I feel amazing, bro. Football is back, back. Football is back, back. And like you said, FedEx, FedEx actually turned out a pretty good crowd today. I was actually shocked. So it's a projection for, for pretty good things for week one. So, you know, my dog Rio will be in the same um, section this year. So, you know, we're going to have the vlogs going crazy. Be sure to check out my guy's YouTube channel, you know, Sorry. Rambling with Rio. You know, he talks about all Washington Commanders. That's the man, the myth, the legend over here. You but do. let's get into this Washington Commanders recap. So the Washington Commanders, they lose to the Carolina Panthers 23 to 21. Uh, but it was it was a thrill-seeking game. You know, our boy Sam Howell came in and took the lead with under a minute, uh, under two minutes left. Um, but you know, it's always Washington against the refs. But before always. we get before we get to the end of that game and before we get to the results, what are some takeaways that you take away from the game? What are some major takeaways that you leave week one of the preseason? <laughs> Everybody's first takeaway should be the exact same thing. Antonio Gibson may not be him at all. He may not be him. And this rookie we drafted in the third round. He may be starting very soon, much sooner than expected. And for those who tried to, you know, push back, oh, we're pushing a narrative because we're posting out and talking about Gibson's fumbles in practice. He fumbles his second carry of the preseason with the starters. We only needed them to play three series. He robbed the starters of a series and fumbled it and gave the Panthers the ball right there on the 10 for them to have an easy walk-in touchdown. Antonio Gibson should be the story of the game. How about you, man? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's who everybody should start their recap with um, because – it's starting to look like he may not be RB1 to start the season. And, you know, us and, you know, our little group chat 
clan, you know, uh, the Tay and Tom podcast, me and you, we've been talking about it, how he might not be him, like you said. And, yeah, you know, there's a reason why we brought in a, a running back in the third round. And guess what? When that running back came in after that fumble and Brian Robinson Jr., he came in and produced first carry 10 yards, then a catch. And he showed a physicality. Even the catch he had on the sideline, he didn't go down. No hesitation. No hesitation. No hesitation. Running the ball like it's supposed to be ran. And you heard Coach Rivera in the press conference talking about how, you know, Antonio struggles when he's starting to shift his feet and things like that. Well, this is year three. Dude, you 6'2", 230 pounds. Why are you still shuffling your feet? And, and like, like you said, he's had a whole offseason to think about the fumbling issues. He's coming off a year of leading the league in fumbles. And then to do that in what, your second carry of the preseason? After like, coming off a practice where you fumbled twice and on fourth and goal and team drill, like, bro, this isn't fan fiction, fan fodder, or pushing a narrative media style. He has fumbleitis, bro. And as you know, Tiki Barber, like the only dude in the history of the game to escape fumbleitis, bro. Once you're a fumbler, always a fumbler, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. No, I, I I agree absolutely. And it's things like, oh, why, why don't we get him out in space more? Why don't we use him as a receiver? You can't put him anywhere if he's unreliable. Fast. You can't put him anywhere if he doesn't have the football. And, like, I'm getting ticked off about it now. You you know how I felt. And I let Antonio Gibson know how I felt over there on the sidelines because it's getting ridiculous at this point. But let's move off of him. And let's talk about Commander Carson. Let's talk about yes, our sir. big, our big offseason acquisition um, that went, you know, 10 for 13 for 74 yards. And I think he had a um, 74-yard, um, um, 74% completion percentage as well. I thought that he looked pretty good out there. Um, you know, in the first drive, we had a three and out, but I thought that his ball placement on that ball to Armani Rogers was good. I think that the DB uh, made an excellent play on the ball. I think that a, a more upper echelon talent to tight end might make a better play on that. You know, he's used to throwing to guys like Zach Ertz and things like that. I definitely think Cole or Logan come down with that jump. But I don't want to take away from the from the DB. Like, it was a good play. But Very I, good think play. That, I think that a, a, a decent or a top shelf tight end, uh, like you said, the ones that we should be starting with in week one, mm -hmm. uh, like a Cole Turner, I think they come down with that ball. Um, like you said, the, and the biggest thing with Gibson, he stole reps from the rest of the starters. You For know, we sure. couldn't have and we couldn't have Carson really rock out until the third drive. So the second drive was shaky, but I thought he looked good in that third drive. What you we literally got our first first down, and the next play, this man fumbles the ball, bro. Like this is absolute momentum killer. We've seen this story before. We need that shit to stop, and it may be Brian Robinson's season a lot earlier than anticipated. So what you think about Carson's performance today? Carson looked good, man. He, first of all, he looks great in the uniform. Like, he looks like the guy. Like, you know, with some quarter – you know when you see certain teams, you know who the starting quarterback is. It's very clear who the guy in command is. You see what I did there? Mm -hmm. it, it's very clear who it is, man. He looked good in warm-ups. He looked locked in. He wasn't really trying to talk to fans pregame. His passes were all out. He was very comfortable in the pocket. He wasn't holding the ball too long. He got the ball out quick. The ball placement was well. The pass that Jahan Dotson drew the pass interference on, the ball was perfect. Amazing almost, read, too. Amazing yeah, read. Amazing read. And even with the P.I., Dotson almost came down with it. Perfect dro throw, dropped it in a bucket. The only throw I think he'd wish he had back was the one to Terry it looked like a go ball down the left sideline with a corner on him and a safety coming down. 
It was underthrown, but I imagine if he put it a little bit out in front of him, Terry was either about to die on some Heineke ball shit or it was going to be an interception. Right. So I'm not too mad at it. And I like the fact that he looked downfield. He actually took the check down, hit JD on a play where JD got busy. I know you're the leader of the JD fan club, seeing him mix it up and hit the spin move. Carson was sharp as hell. The offense minus Antonio Gibson <laughs> pressed me and they – Definitely silenced a little bit of these training camp woes that the starting defense have been giving them since we've seen so far. Yeah, that's a couple of things I agree with. Uh, a couple of things that you said. Um, I think that he stood um, tall in the pocket. So um, big ups to the offensive line. You know, that's one of the biggest things that's, you know, um, been talked about with Carson is how long he holds the ball and things like that. But he's absolutely been hitting his checkdowns and he, he spread the wealth today. He hit Terry. He hit, um, like you said, he hit JD. You know, he tried to hit the Jahan Dotson, but he he had a plethora of options. It seemed like him and Armani Rogers had a little bit of a connection as well. Sure. Um, so there were a lot of things to take away from Carson. Um, like like I said, he stood tall in the pocket. I think that was the biggest takeaway from me. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about him hitting his checkdowns? I think it seems to me that's a point of emphasis throughout the offseason and the For show sure. today. What you think about that? For sure. You could tell Ron and Scott have been sitting Carson down like, listen, man, we're going to live to take another down here. We're going to mm -hmm. live that every play is not balls to the wall. Take a shot. Even though I love the aggression. I love the gunslinger mentality. But seeing him hit his check down, Brian Robinson, J.D. McKissick, seeing him calm. He looks comfortable in the offense. You could tell he was getting his head across and seeing the whole field. He did not force any passes today. I want to see a larger sample size next week versus Kansas City, but I have full confidence in Carson Wentz going forward, man. And he's going to put a lot of this media talk to rest because he it means a lot when a team goes out of their way to show you that they want you. He feels mm -hmm. wanted, comfortable, and in control here. And I was impressed by Carson Wentz today. All right, so let's flip it over to the defense. So, mm -hmm. like I agree, I had a lot of positive outlooks for the offense um, and a lot of positive reactions from the offense as well. But let's flip it over to the defense. Dude, they were – they were. I know Antonio Gibson put him in a little sticky position, you know, fumbling inside your own 20. Yep. But they were kind of getting dotted up by Dotson today. I mean, by Baker Mayfield today. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, you know, Baker made a couple of plays, and there were some things that showed from last season that were showing themselves um, today. Like Baker was escaping rush lanes and things like that. We weren't having containment. Uh, I think we were kind of getting bullied in the run game early. Definitely. Um, the 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 play by Bobby McCain on the go ball was, I think, was the best play by the starters. How you mm -hmm. feel about the 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 ones on the defensive side of the ball today? It didn't really impress me. Montez yeah. looked like he had a chance to have two sacks, and as we usually see. He runs past the quarterback, man. He runs or he over pursues a little bit and he doesn't take him down. I know Baker's elusive, but we're not going to confuse him to be Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Take Baker Mayfield down, bro. The linebackers didn't impress me much. They weren't terrible, but they didn't really they didn't really flash or stand out to me. Kendall Fuller. Looked like September Kendall Fuller of last year on that touchdown play. It's a play action, and you got bum-ass Sam Darnold dropping back on a play action. Kendall Fuller did not one time get his head around. He's just running around staring at a receiver. And, showing, and, that, showing that lack of communication they were showing early last year. I agree. Yep, and Hollywood Higgins got to the back corner of the end zone. And I understand Gibson gave them a gift, but we didn't have to give them that. We can still bend and not break. 
and force a field goal in that situation. But the defense really didn't impress me too much. The interior of the defense, Payne and Allen going to be Payne and Allen. They were getting a good push up front. The edge guys, they were kind of getting pressure, but they weren't finishing. But Bobby McCain made like the only play from the starting unit. The, the de defensive players that stood out to me today were three guys on a unit way after the starters came out. And that was Steven Parker, a guy that it felt like we got off the streets like last week, Daniel Wise and Percy Butler, who should have had an interception. It was right in his hands and he let that jump fall out. But there wasn't much to really hang your hat on with the defense today. So we're, I'm going to touch on, on a couple of those, you know, back half of the roster guys, because um, I want to speak on especially Percy Butler for sure. But give me your opinion on this, because at this point um, on August 13th, 2022, it seems like it's a positive if Jamin Davis isn't out there messing up. It seems like it's a <laughs> positive if he's just out there just doing doing the bare minimum. And that, and that seems to, to me, it bugs me. That, that, that's what we're looking for out of our 19th pick. What do you think about Jamin Davis? Because to me, today, he was just out there. Like, just out yeah, there. He was, he was. And, like, we're at that – we're still in that training wheels mood that whenever he does anything or just doesn't mess up, we have to, like, okay, Jamin, okay. okay. Golf clap, golf clap. Yeah, golf clap for sure. Like, okay, Jamin, you didn't – you were there. You, you were there, big guy. You were there in coverage. You were there. But Cole Holcomb really didn't show me much today either. I mean, they didn't get much time, but Jamin needs to be playing reps as if he's a normal rookie and not a veteran. I'd need to see him play full halves to three quarters of football because he needs to I be agree. able to he needs to be able to play without thinking, man. Like he he doesn't really ever jump off the screen at you, what, man. What did I tell you this time last year? That man had bad eyes and instincts. Mm -hmm. I told you that preseason week one last year is evident, and it hasn't seemed to improve much. But hopefully he can improve. Um, because like I said, he didn't make too many negative plays today. But That's let's get start. to more. Let's get to more of a positive mindset. There were some guys that you mentioned that actually uh, flashed today. Percy Butler. I need mm -hmm. you to pick your head up when you're making a tackle, my guy. But he was a racing route over the middle. I thought he was tremendous in coverage. Who are some guys that stuck out to you as well? Yeah, man. Daniel Wise. Daniel Wise was all over the place. Constant push up front. Made some plays, some tackles for law. I believe he had a sack. He was balling, man. But this Stephen Parker dude, who I know, have no idea about, he was like, it seemed like wherever the ball was, he found himself there. He was in position multiple times. He was like the only DB that was consistently doing positive things. I mean, Percy Butler, mm. Percy Butler, you got to catch that interception, but I love to see that he's in the right place. An amazing break on the ball though. We go, we go one thing at a time, one thing at a time. We got to take it slow with the rook, man. But you yeah, yeah, that very ball. good break on the ball. He, he definitely flashed more than Derek Forrest did today. Did you see anything from Derek Forrest? Um, I thought he looked pretty good in a couple run fits um, going against the second team for sure. Uh, but he got a couple reps with the ones. I think, um, you know, with Benjamin St. Jude's being out, if I'm mistaken, I need to go back and watch the film. I think they tried to run Cam Curl in that Buffalo nickel roll a couple of plays. Yep. I mean, I think that Derek Forrest was out there running with the ones, but he was kind of in the Jamin Davis mode, just just out there. How about, how about you? What you thought about Derek Forrest? Yeah, man. He, he, I mean, he definitely plays good in the run game. I need to see what the team sees with him rotating with the ones 
because he's Percy been consistently Butler, out there when we're out there in Richmond and Ashburn as well. He's out there all the time. He's out there all the time. And <laughs> from what I see, Percy Butler looks to be uh, in at least in coverage, he looks to be like he's in better position than Derek Forrest most of the time. I want Derek Forrest to prove to me that he's not like bargain Ben DeShazer Everett, which is just emergency safety, special teams ace guy. So I want to see more from him in week two. I don't want him to fall into the obscurities of the Kalik Hudson's of the world. But yeah, man, another player, not defensively, that we definitely noticed was having a good game. Chris Paul, that boy be yes. blocking fools. Yes, man. that boy be mauling people out there. Yeah. And he's big. He's a he's a he's bigger than I thought he was coming out of Tulsa. I, I'm so glad that you mentioned him. There's a reason why we got that run game going with the second unit out there, and he's a big reason why. Ah man, he was he was out there moving folks, man. Often uh, run run plays and pass plays. He gets his hands up on guys and he's a mauler, man. He was definitely laying dudes down, like you know what I'm saying. We, we noticed him early and often when he got in the game with the second unit. Like, yo, sure. Big 75 is out there working dudes, man. Sure. He was pushing dudes. You barely saw him being pushed back. He looked sure. like he looked like a wall. Definitely going forward. Hell yeah. All right, do we talk about it, man? Is it time to talk about it? It's definitely time to talk about it. Are we talking about him? No, I don't think you're talking about him. I'm a, that's the, I don't think you're talking about him. Are you ready for that wide receiver hot take first? Are you ready Ooh. for that wide receiver hot take first? Let's do but it. Do you want to talk about him first? Okay. Are we talking about a guy that the fans love that we think may not make the roster? And I think that with the performances today, I kind of, I kind of leaning towards your hot take. I'm kind of <laughs> leaning with you. So that's, why I, that's why I want you to tell the people because it sounds like a violent hot take. Go ahead and take your victory. It's definitely hot. violent, and fans may come for me. I don't see a carved out role for Cam Sims on this offense. It feels like Dax Milne and Alex Erickson. We've been out to a few camps. I've been out of the camp four times. We went to the open practice. We went to the game today. It feels like Cam Sims is being phased out of the offense if I'm keeping it a buck with you. Deami Dax get all the work with the ones and twos and I don't even like Kelvin Harmon as a wide receiver. He's shown more than Cam Sims this summer, even though I know Cam Sims is a better receiver than him. Cam Sims is being phased out of the offense, and he could be the surprise cut. Last year, you caught the surprise cut with Jimmy Marlin. I will go out on a limb and say, if we cut Cam Sims, it wouldn't surprise me. He's the type of player that is always a year away from breaking out, and the breakout never happens. And at the end of the day, it just may be, that's just not him. This is not him as a receiver. He's an end-of-the-roster guy. Yes, he's a great special teams player, a really good gunner. That may be what keeps him around, not the wide receiver position. If we keep seven, Cam's 100% on the roster. But if we keep six, I don't know, man. It's look, it, might get, it might get a little shaky for my guy because Dax Milne will be on this roster, and Alex Erickson is the primary returner, and he showed some wide receiver things today, man. No, I, I, I love that hot take, man. You know, I, I'm all with, you know, with stirring the pot and going out on the limb and to stick with the wide receiver position. Curtis Curtis Samuel played football today, bro. Hey, he look good. He looks spry out there, he looks man. looks spry out there. Got him a little first down. Got him a couple catches. Got you know, hit, got a couple up. tackles. <laughs> he got up, walked to the sideline. What you think about Curtis playing football, man? I love it, man. Seeing Kurt, Curtis is going to absolutely, like, evolutionize this offense as long as he's on the field. 
He's like, the most dynamic player on this offense. He's a player that no matter what we're doing, if he's on the field, the defense has to keep an eye on him. This guy could be in the backfield. He could be in the slot. He could be on the outside. He could be all over the place. He could be running a jet sweep. He is like the X factor of the offense. If he's healthy, there is no excuse for Carson Wentz to not absolutely ball out because he has everything he needs, man. Curtis Samuel, he looked into the camera. He told us what he told us at OTAs. Turning, I'm starting turning it up this year. I'm starting to believe that he means it and it's coming. Huge season for him if he's healthy, man. I agree. Like I like I told you guys that day when he looked me in my eyes and said, "We are turning up this year." I said, "Oh, oh, he's serious. Oh, he's serious." He's playing 17 games. Oh, he's serious. And, and like I said, he's not the best player in the offense, but he's the most dynamic. When you send him in motion, the defense has to shift. He's window dressing plays and things like that. He's undressing the defense. Um, it was amazing to see him in action. And to wrap up this recap, let's talk about him. Him. It's time him. to talk about him. It's time to talk about him. What you think about what you think about the 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 performance of the the guy that should be QB two right now and the potential QB of the future and Sam Howe? I'm gonna go ahead and just address him as QB two and the QB of the future. Sam Howe has looked nothing but impressive since the first day we saw him OTAs, and then we've seen him through these practices. The guy, okay, I know he's playing against threes. I don't need a constant reminder that he's playing right. against threes. But I watched Taylor Heineke play against twos, and he looked like absolute dreck today. And Garbage. Sam Howell gets the ball out in a hurry. He sees the field. He's decisive. Every pass he throws is on a rope, and he touches it up. He shows escapability in the pocket, and that boy can run, run. And he's mm. not easy to take down because despite the fact that he's six feet tall, He's built as he's muscular and he's a load to take down what he did through the air and with his legs today. If you're not impressed by it and if easily the best rookie quarterback performance that we've seen through a couple games, through a couple days of preseason football so far. And I'm excited about the future. I wish he could get all the number two reps because we know who Taylor is. He's already reached the peak of who he is as a football player as he's about to turn 30 years old. I want to see what this UNC boy can do. There's no quarterback controversy because he's going to cook behind Wentz, but he definitely not going to be behind Taylor for long. Shouldn't be. And like you said, Matt, Sam is him. He, he showed everything that, you know, that, mm -hmm. that, 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 that had him projected to be, you know, one of the top-ranked quarterbacks in this year's draft. And while he wasn't my QB1, I thought that he was the best ball handler at the quarterback position in the draft. And he showed it on that run. The yep, pump fake on that scramble mm -hmm. had, the deep, had, had that boy had that boy standing frozen. Sugar and, 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 and I'm going to go out on the hot take. While he may be the smallest quarterback on the roster, he may have the strongest arm. He and really if you guys it. don't believe it, go look at that 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 angle route that I think he hit Bonifant on. Ooh. You couldn't have handed that ball off more accurately. Mm -hmm. He's over there escaping the pocket and making plays. No, he's not the best athlete, but what he does, he has a great spatial sense. It's something that Tony Romo had. He was Hell out there looking yeah. like Russell Wilson today. I was like, was, he's man. him. He he's should be to be too. And he's like you said, like you said, we've been out the training camp and he hasn't shown us anything, any type of regression. All he has done is gotten better and better and better. And I'm glad it can, you know, encapsulate um, into like a performance like today. I'm very excited about um, his his projections for the future. Like, like I'm, I'm 
He, he got me. He got me. He got me like, super excited, man. Because got he had us I, screaming like we was at a playoff game, bro. Because we finally in the we're finally in the position to have the opportunity to let him cook. And if we develop this boy appropriately, I think that the the quarterback position in the future is looking bright for Washington down the line. I believe so as well, man. The thing Sam has on his side is he came from a pro style system. Most rookies suffer from that. They're raw. They need time to develop. Sam is not that, bro. He speaks mm -hmm. the NFL language. He's already picked up the offense with mm -hmm. no problem at all. They haven't even let him run with his UNC boy, Diami. If they let him run with Diami in the twos, we really may see how good Sam Howell is, man. I'm excited about the future of him. I want to see more of him. I don't want to see him on a football field during the regular season. I want to I want him to just let him bake, let him put him in the slow cooker and let him marinate for a while, learn behind Carson. But I have no interest in watching another Taylor Heineke snap in the preseason. Do we know who he is? We need to know who Sam Howell is. I want to fully get to know him. I want to see more and more reps as the weeks go by. I agree, absolutely. It seems like he has a nice little rapport with Dax Milne as well. You're so sure. if he can keep building that chemistry, like you said, he has that college chemistry with uh, De'Ami Brown, that's just a plus. He can start working it around. So the Calvin Harmon should have caught that pass too, by the way. And I don't care if you're in the middle or the side of the field, bro. Like, I, I'm, I'm tired of the excuses. If you catch it on the first time, it doesn't It, does, it yeah, doesn't. Don't matter. go on Twitter. It doesn't matter. Yet, my guy. Don't be a roster bubble guy who's probably going to be on the practice squad and get on Twitter and make excuses for your cat. First of all, I'm so low on Kelvin Harmon. If you catch it the first time, it don't matter where, where you exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And to wrap up this podcast, we got the big, bad Kansas city chiefs. Are we heading out to the big, bad Kansas city chiefs next Saturday? So in, in the training cap week ahead and, you know, looking forward to the next game, you know, this wasn't, this wasn't the most, you know, glorious game what are some things you look to improve on in the next week leading on to you know our week two matchup with the kansas city chiefs now that there's only three preseason games i want this game treated as the dress rehearsal this is mm. the game where you prepare for week one so not exactly game planning wise but dig deeper into the playbook let the starters go for a half of football man maybe not all of them let the quarterback and most of his weapons go for a half of football Start Brian Robinson in week two of preseason. Uh, pre Let's see what Brian Robinson looks like with 12 carries next week. Let's Carson throw 20 passes next week. Let's let these boys work up a good lather and get used to the game simulation because we are less than a month away from opening day with the Jaguars coming to town. And the defense, y'all got a test on y'all hands because y'all let Darnold and Mayfield make plays versus y'all. We got the God next now week. My we homeboy coming in. Patrick Mahomes, who lost Tariq Hill, but I'm pretty sure he's going to keep him business as usual with Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, and them boys they got over there. Huge test for the linebackers with Travis Kelsey. So the defense is what I'm more looking for forward to next week they definitely need a half of football because I, I didn't like what i saw today absolutely and to wrap up the pot a couple things i'm looking for next week is i want to see how antonio gibson bounced back man and that, that starts with the week of practice because i think a bigger testament than brian robinson eventually running with the ones 
is that Antonio Gibson was eventually sent back out there with the twos. Like I mentioned, I know that he didn't expect his day to be that long today. He was in there playing well into the first half. So I want to see how he bounces back this week. Um, And I got a hot take, or I have a question for you. Going in today, I would have said that Antonio Gibson would have the most carries this season. Do you think, do you still feel that way after today? No. (laughs) Oh. Has he, lost, has he lost his RB1 job already? I don't know if he's lost it, but it's hanging on by its threads, and it would not surprise me if Brian Robinson, starting practice these next couple days, takes the look. Look, I was there. I was there, I was at practice the other day, and Brian Robinson got more number one reps than Antonio Gibson. Mm. That walk of shame or that jog of shame Gibson had to take to go on the field with Heineke in the twos. <laughs> that said a lot for me, man. That said a lot for me, man. had his head down chugging. They had it. He was out there with, with 25,000 people not trying to be seen. <laughs> yeah, man. He was definitely not trying to be seen. And the worst thing that happened was after that fumble, Brian Robinson came in and, and stole balled. the hearts of the entire fan base and balled out. Mine so included. We're going to see. Hell yeah, man. I'm ready, man. Absolutely. I do want to see how this defense bounce back. Because like you said, Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate. He's the prototype at the quarterback position. Um, and he's going to test that defense. So hopefully we can get about a half in um, because this is the ultimate test playing one of the, um, you know, best franchises in the NFL to get ready for the season. If this should be the dress rehearsal, like I, I agree with you that this should be. So that'll wrap up for the Bleeder B&G podcast, episode 61. Is there anything that you want to plug, my guy, before we head on out of here? Yes, sir, man. Sights and sounds from the field. You know, we get these vlogs in. It just went live 20 minutes ago. Make sure you check out our preseason Washington versus Carolina vlog. Me and Jalen and company and our boys, Cooley, Josh, Dom. We was turning up. Section 139, we're going to be lit all year, man. And definitely look forward to that, man. I'm so, so excited. I'm so, so excited. I got my boy in my section this year. Yes, I think we got, nine, we got nine home games this year, so we did Ooh. nine games. We got a sweet experience. So there's some there's some great content that we're going to be pushing out uh, throughout the YouTubes um, over the course of the year. So be sure to check us out. Be sure to check out my social medias. First, our Instagram is at BleedingBNG. That's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. And be sure to check us out on Twitter as well. That's at Bleeding B-N-G, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. So the spelling's a tad bit different. There's only one G in our Twitter handle. And be sure to check us out on Twitter. We're nine followers away from 1,500. I think that's a pretty big milestone. So we're going to go ahead and do a giveaway. We're going to go ahead and give away one of these Washington Commander Mm. inaugural season tiles to one of our fans once we hit that 1500 mark. So be sure to subscribe. Be sure to like this episode. Be sure to check out our social media pages. Check us out on all podcast platforms. And like I said, we're going to be pushing out a lot of content to you guys. So be sure to check out my dog's page. Be sure to check out our page. And we'll check in on you guys later. Peace. Deuces.